It doesn't get much more important than your restaurant's reputation. A good reputation will have guests singing your high praises from the mountaintops, and a lousy reputation could mean your restaurant's a ghost town. That's why I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest, Nick Collins. Nick has spent more than two decades helping small businesses with their reputation. And from 2016 to 2020, he specifically helped restaurants with their reputations until he sold and exited his agency. We'll dive into what it takes to have the best reputation in town, systems you can implement to make getting reviews automatic so you can stop thinking about it, and the one reputation hack that will help your restaurant achieve massive growth this year. Let's get into it. Nick, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing good, man. I, I love your energy because I'm, I'm glad to be here and not glad to be in Florida. Yeah. For the audience, why don't you let them know we're, we're at an event called Seven Figure Agency in Miami, Florida. And what brings you here? What's it all about? Yeah. So we're here, Josh Nelson, the man. So the short and the sweet, as Kyle had said, I sold my agency. 2020 COVID knocked us for a nasty loop. We're month to month with all of our restaurants and COVID just started showing how bad things were when they were calling. I need to pause. I need to pause. I need to pause. I had just bought a new house. I had two homes, didn't sell the other one. And my wife and I are literally listening to the governor saying there's a shutdown and the phone's ringing with these restaurants shutting down. So it was awful. But the short and the funny thing about Josh Nelson's uh, seven figure mastermind is here. So I sold my agency. I'm rebuilding with generalist clients, dentists, lawyers. So I had to sign a non-compete in restaurant hospitality. So as I'm rebuilding, get introduced to Josh. I join, I meet Kyle. And up on stage is Matt Plapp, who I think you just are coming off of a podcast with. So up on stage is Matt Plapp being introduced as the agency of the year. And I had no idea about him at all. And they say that his vertical is restaurant. And he, I think he had a gazillion dollars in monthly recurring revenue. So I'm thinking maybe I sold premature. But anyways, yeah, we're here in Miami at uh, 7FA Mastermind three times a year. I, I was here for all three this year and it was awesome. So I'm really glad to be here. Awesome, man. I'm so glad we could connect to like this. So let's get right into it in terms of reputation, management, all things reputation. What is one thing that most restaurants, most restaurant owners and operators don't know about their reputation, but they probably should? So I think it's, I think they overcomplicate it. It's a little easier once you have a framework in place. And a lot of the restaurants that we dealt with prior, and again, I'm, I'm out of the restaurant world for three years, but I'm still very knee deep because my wife actually is the uh, manager for whom I sold the, the, the company to. So I hear all the stories, um, but I think they overcomplicate it. Um, I think that they're so busy in doing what they know. Uh, maybe digital is not their second language. They overcomplicate it. They don't know how easy it is to get review generation or how easy it is to generate reviews with the right strategy in place. I think they think social media is just over, they overcomplicate that. I don't think they know of the softwares in place that'll allow you to post one and done, post one video, have it share amongst the network. I just, I guess in general, I think they overcomplicate it and with the right framework systems, they could really simplify it. And then once the system is, once the framework is created, they can hire someone like your company to do it for, for them, uh, or they could have someone in-house do it which a lot of times though created some problems as we took ownership of uh, restaurants. We found out that the credentials were everywhere. Jenny, the bartender had it in 2018 and Jimmy, the dishwasher had it. So that became, so my thing is if you're not going to do it in-house, hire somebody. Awesome. So yeah, there, there are some folks who overcomplicate it. They don't know how simple it can be. And then I think there are other folks who are like, reviews, boring, like Yelp. I hate Yelp. There's just, there, there's this complacency. They can't be bothered. And so I thought, who better to ask for an example of a, a, trans, a transformative example that you've experienced where you saw someone go from point A to point B with their reputation? It had a huge impact. And, and could you share like some yeah. kind of example or story for us? Absolutely. I have so many. At the tip of our agency, I think we had 362 clients. So we've seen them all, seen so many transformative clients. One that comes to mind is this guy, Nick Liberatory. He has a, a family-run restaurant. It's multi-generational. And he just listens to the feedback that the 
reviewers are saying. So that's one takeaway I would advise if you're a restaurateur listening uh, to this is listen to what the patrons are saying. He listened to what the patrons were saying and he acted on it. So an example that comes to mind is he opened up a new, as he called it, a new concept. It was an older generation with older Italian restaurants. He was opening up what he called new concepts, a little more, uh, a different vibe and the feed. So we launched strategy is in place. The feedback coming in was how loud it was in there, how the music was loud and how it echoed cavernously, if I recall. And we reported this back and he immediately enacted on that after a couple of weeks of seeing the same thing. I think he took a night off and completely soundproofed the whole thing from head to toe. And then that was it. That completely rectified that situation. And there's countless stories of him personally listening to the feedback and enacting on it. And that's just an example of how if someone was just not listening at all, you would never know that situation was out there. Asking for reviews when we consult and we take on a new client. Jeez, you've been around since now you have five reviews. You have the best crab cake in Maryland. What's up with that? Oh, we don't ask for reviews. We ask for reviews. Google now gives you the link to request the review uh, directly. Take that link, bang it out into it, create a QR code and uh, send that out. Put it on the tables. So many stories of just how it, when somebody started to ask for a review, how it transformed them from literally zero to 100 within a month with the proper volume. Love it. And I often say to clients that getting more reviews is simply a function of, like you say, asking for them. So often no one is asking for those reviews. I'd actually love to take a step back because like reputation is a big thing. Warren Buffett, I think famously said that it takes like many years to build your reputation and five seconds to destroy it. And he also says that if you do one thing to negatively impact my reputation, I will be savage, basically, yeah. something, yeah, something like absolutely. that. And so I want you get one reputation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so true. And like, I'd love to just we often think of as marketers, we think of reputation in terms of reviews and how we show up online. Is it just that or is, or is there a bit more to it? What, what does it encompass? Yeah. So for us, we had a, we called it the triad. So, so when I started the agency, we offered everything under the sun, everything that Josh teaches from email marketing to high, there was no high level at the time, click funnels, email blasts, loyalty marketing. We did that. We would build custom websites. And I realized that was a lot to offer for restaurants and it was a lot to offer for an agency. So we really scaled down and we offered what we called the triad, which I believed was the reputation. It was social media and imagine a pyramid. Uh, or triangle. It was uh, social media. It was Google online reviews, reputation, and then it was the actual response. And that's what we focused on. We will help you get more reviews. We will help you generate and solicit reviews ethically. We will respond to those reviews and we'll get into how important the response is later. We will help you post consistently to social media because that's the trick, posting consistent. As you probably know, so many restaurants are amazing and they'll have one post a month, <laughs> one post a quarter. And then the Google business profile, aka Google My Business from years back, how important it is to optimize that and give Google what they want most. They're craving for that information to help them better serve the restaurant's patrons. So that was what I consider the triad. We'd go into a restaurant and say, you have the best crab cakes around. You're not posting consistently. You're not responding to reviews. You only have five reviews that, and they're awful. That means you're not asking for good reviews from the people that love you. And so that's what we deemed reputation. And that's what we focused on as an agency and really took us to the moon. Great. That's great. And so today now, and if we're just focusing on reputation, maybe that does involve social media today, but I'd, I'd love for you to, you touched on it just then, but what does a holistic reputation elevation strategy look like today in 2023? Could you break down the, the blueprint for us? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we the blueprint for us was really just being consistent, uh, getting your message out, because if as you probably know, reputation, if you don't get your message out, the community will create the message for you. And in so many cases, great restaurants have an awful reputation that's been created for them by the community. So if they're not getting the message out and they're not monitoring it, then it's being created for them. And that's just awful. You have to 
get a uh, what a offensive posture. So if something awful comes in, again, we always say it's much much easier to defend if you're if you have this moot that's been built. You have all goodwill. Uh, Five thousand great reviews, three three negatives. You think it's going to hurt that restaurant or that business? It's absolutely not. So social media was one just creating a consistent roadmap, as Josh says. Um, I'm going to post Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and and then have a strategy uh, behind it. Monday's going to be comical. Uh, t- uh, Wednesday is going to be uh, a call to action, come in for happy hour. And then maybe Friday is uh, the weekend special or sports. So social media is just that simple framework and it's a calendar. And um, it, like we said, a lot of the restaurants don't know that you can set the schedule out for the whole month. We, we, we set the calendar out. So when we talk to a restaurant about that, they're blown away. You mean I can post? Jenny, the bartender can stay up one night and post for three weeks in advance. So yeah, so social media, just that the the ease of being able to do that this day and age. Excuse me. So then the second phase or the, the other piece of the uh, pyramid would be the review, the going into Google business profile, clicking the link that says, ask for more reviews. They're telling you, we want those reviews. Taking that, do you have a POS system that has all 5,000 of your patrons that you've done? Send that out, batch that out. Don't do it all at once, of course. Batch that out, maybe do a hundred a month. We're, we're, we've been around since 79, we have five reviews. We need your help. So that's our review generation. It's dead simple, QR, we're, we're actually working with NFC propaganda now. Uh, it's pretty cool. So we're deploying all that. Just again, it's just very simple, but you got to have somebody that knows what's up uh, with that. And then again, the Google, how does your Google look? How's the feedback? Is your social media good? Is your review good? Are there any properties out there about you, whether it's um, uh, like open table and are they polished and looking good? So that to me is the roadmap. Are those things being taken care of? And it can be done literally one day a week for maybe a couple hours, those three things, which I believe are awesome. So if I were to break it down, essentially it's being offensive, going to your market with your message consistently. It is systematically asking for reviews as as often as you possibly can, ethically, of course. And then it's also using Google business, your Google business profile to its fullest, making sure that you're seeding it with content, making sure there are photos that are up to date in there. And then also responding to your reviews. Yeah. Do I have that right? Got it. Yeah, it's, there's so many more things, but the short and the sweet, and we want to keep this short and sweet. We don't want to put the fire hose up to the mouth with information. Anybody just starting out, that's the, the core yeah. uh, tenets or facets, I would say. The responding to the reviews is, is, is so important as well. I think you were going to touch on that as well. I have an example I always like to use for restaurants, whether the restaurateur is responding or they hire somebody like yourself or a firm to do it for them. The review response is so important as far as Google Maps and Google Search. And the example I use is before this, this even got going, my agency I love Monte Cristo sandwiches and I wanted a Monte Cristo. So I literally typed into Google Monte Cristo near me. And I'm thinking a menu is going to pop up or something. It, nothing popped up. So no one in my area must have had Monte, Chris, Monte Cristo in a Google searchable asset came up was Linda from three years ago who wrote Mother's Restaurant has the best Monte Cristo around. I saw that because Google fetched that for me and I realized that Mother's sold Monte Cristos. So you can completely propagate and, and load up the keywords that you want within those responses. So if you are leaving a review and you said, had a great time at Mother's Restaurant, that's a pretty bad review, but you gave them five stars, it feeds the Google system, but your job as the owner or whomever's responding, that would be, we're so glad you came in, Kevin. We know you're a regular. We know you love your Monte Cristo and your lobster chowder. And we know you love your um, Stella Artois on tap because that's what we're known for. And for a dollar on Wednesdays, go nuts with that because that's your feeding the machine and it's going to be pulled up. So that's my review response, a little tip. <laughs> you know, it's a great one. Yeah, it's like just, Get increasing your review velocity and responding to just increasing velocity is one of the most positive signals you can send to Google. And then also that's where a lot of the local SEO juice search engine optimization, a lot of that comes from both the reviews themselves, but also the responses to reviews. So that's actually your way to impact 
your own rankings. And if you look at the neighborhoods in your local area, you could say, for example, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kyle, for leaving your review. We, we really love or we aim to be the best Thai food in the Masonville area in London, Ontario, blah, blah, blah. If you stack reviews like that should impact your search rankings. 100% will. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. That is the quickest way and the most cost-effective way. It doesn't cost a dime to do it. Yeah, 100%. And, and I love what you said also earlier about you can build a moat around your business. And I have, I've had clients in the past who will they'll get a bad review and they will, it will ruin their day. But just imagine, yeah, if you have, if you've done the work and you've consistently, systematically generated five-star reviews for your business, when those come in, they, it's just, it's just like nothing. And it's, so that's so important. I'd love to talk a bit about misconceptions. So what about, how do, so how do, I know some restaurant owners, they want to get reviews on Yelp, on TripAdvisor, on all these different platforms. I'd love to hear your take. Is that a worthwhile investment of time or... Or what, what would you say to that? Yes. Again, it's been a couple of years since I'm out of that world. I know the open table, the Yelp is still massive. I know so many restaurateurs hate Yelp so much, but I think it's, a, I think people are still using it. I know I certainly am. I use it while I'm here in Miami. I love Google. I think Google is king. Our focus in my generalist agency now is always on Google first. So we have what's called the batching or the, I guess the funnel strategy per se. So most restaurants that we used to get as a, as a client, they were already established for several years. New restaurants represented a small portion. They already had open table, Yelp, I think it was like Zomato, Google, Facebook reviews. So <clears throat> what I said was, let's try to get you as many new Google reviews as possible. You're not asking for reviews. So this will pay dividends no matter what. As soon as you deploy this, I see you have a thousand in your POS. We'll start batching them out. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to pump Google up. And then what we're going to do is we're going to switch our propaganda. So let's say there's a little placard on the table that's with a QR code. And it says, review us. Let's say somebody leaves a really atrocious review on Yelp. And the first person that goes to Yelp, the first thing they're going to see is that negative. We'll then switch that QR code to them be the Yelp QR code. Because then we're going to funnel and stack and knock that sucker down. So we strategize, we, we knock it down, and then we go back to Google. So we throttle it in and out. If somebody's getting hammered on open table, then we'll make that QR for open table. So we do, we throttle. But yeah, in my opinion, I think Google is king. And again, I've been out of it for a while. So maybe things have changed, but it was open table Yelp at the time. But we keep an eye on them and we monitor. And, and like I said about the mochas, is it looking good? If somebody does go to open table, are you looking all right? Is there zero reviews? If not, we got to fix that. But yeah, to your point about the restaurateurs that have thinner skin, it's just, you got to get used to it. And the velocity, you, you, coined the, you, you said it, the velocity is what matters. And once that velocity starts, it really does become a machine. I feed your restaurant with more growth, more review volume. Google loves that. And you will very quickly start to get favored above because if, if your rank goes below 4.0, you really do lose favor and you may not even be recommended for best near me. I was reading an article that says if you do best pizza near me, best dentist near me, and you're under four, you're going to be really in bad shape. So yeah, the goal is velocity, more reviews, and then get as many five stars as possible. And then the, the back end of that is, is it stacked in your favor with your keywords? If every review is this place is great, it's that's good, but they don't know you have the best scallops around. For sure. And guys like Nick and I, we really aim to be a source of cash flow for businesses in general. And, and so I, I think that a lot of people probably get that, oh, if I get more reviews, or maybe they don't get it, I think I'd love to just spell this out. If I get more reviews, my business will grow and I will make more money. And so it, we can get into a conversation around the ROI of getting a review. And I just, just as someone who has so much experience, I'd love to, I'd love to hear how you how you illustrate, how you convey the ROI uh, around, around reputation and sure. reviews in general. Would you be able to, to do that? Yeah, I, I would. And that was one of my claim to fames of me explaining the ROI and the proof is in the pudding. So we dabbled in SEO. We were not very good at it. And SEO was so hard to measure, but you were at the algorithm's mercy. So they may be up and then the next thing you know, they're down. And who's getting the call when they're down? You are and they're upset. 
So I love the visibility of reputation of the social media. We're going to post for you uh, three times a week. You'll see the beautiful posts and um, that's that. We're going to accelerate your reviews. Right now you have uh, 400 reviews. Uh, our goal by, by quarter four is to have 600. That's a measurable KPI that's totally doable. Um, looking at their flow, their, how many people come and go, you can very easily estimate how many people were in their POS. You can very say, you will have this number met. Uh, and if not, there's a problem. So it's very easy to measure that. That's what I loved about it. The ROI was a little tougher. Sometimes the restaurant will say, I see all of this happening, but I, I don't know how it's impacting the bottom line. And it was very hard to measure that. So one of the toughest things that we had to do was to put a, a price figure on the review. So I never really came around to coming up with a price figure for review, only that paid dividends, you will outrank your competition. Posting consistently, there is no absolute downside to that whatsoever. But yeah, no, with the exception of boosting paid ads, there was really no number that I could put on a review other than every 100 reviews takes you up exponentially. And to a big restaurant, 100 reviews is absolutely nothing. But yeah, that was the, it was like a gift and the curse from the triad that we offered versus like SEO and website and things that were a little harder to manage. I'm trying to think like loyalty. I loved offering the, the reputation package because it was so transparent. There's never any, I don't know what I'm paying for. It's you paid us for more reviews. We've met the KPI. You've gotten 300 in the past quarter. You're, you see our three posts a month. They're getting interaction. They're getting likes. Look at our dashboard. Our dashboard is showing you exactly what's happening. So it was very easy to measure that. But yeah, the ROI was always a tough one for us. And we just had to tell them that staying consistent will outrank their competition because as restaurants are getting savvy, they're calling up agencies like you who are here in Miami learning the, the stuff that we're learning now, people will be learning about three months from now, like normal people. So we have an edge. So restaurants are getting savvy. They're putting budgets together to hire firms like this to accelerate them. So the ROI is you got to do it or you're going to fall by the wayside unless you have the most amazing organic following. You have the chef of, to die for. You got to do it. You got to invest in it. And on my page, my Platinum Reputations page, which, is, which isn't restaurant anymore at all, but I have probably 60 testimonials, social proof video of restaurants saying, this is not something that you should do. It's a need. It's a must. And these guys are raving about the results that they got. And no one really says when Nick got us those 100 reviews, it was worth $100 or $1,000. They knew the results were there. And when people come in, we see you everywhere. You're omnipresent. What are you doing? It's the tracking, the retargeting. They don't know, they don't know what that is, but it's like sorcery to them. So it's really hard to put an ROI by it. But once you get in and you do a really good job with your restaurant, as they're seen everywhere, the word is omnipresent there. The reviews are glowing. The social media is rocking. Uh, everything's full throttle. And one of the things that I always said was the most successful restaurants that we dealt with were omnipresent. They had everything going, all, all cylinders rocking from nuts to bolts. Those were the guys that were killing it. Love it. And I'd love to bring us to the finish line here. And I'd like to First of all, in, in the intro, I said the number one hack or the number one secret to to generating more reviews or having the best reputation in your local area next next year, uh, what would you say that number one secret or that hack or whatever you want to call it is? Would you be able to- I do. I, that's yeah? a good one. I like this one too. It's really paid dividends and I've seen the competitors doing it around our area. They're copying it from us. And I don't know if it's, it's very simple. Again, stuff with me is super simple. Remember to keep it simple, stupid. Offends me every time. But and so the hack I would say is have all right, so your restaurant only, right? So this is easy. So your waitresses and the wait staff are the front end people, right? People are coming, they're experiencing the restaurant, the food's always going to be good. So most people review the restaurant. Most so what we did was for holidays and in general, we the, the hack that we had was review the waitress or review the staff. So most of these, the men and the women that are the wait staff, they have a following. They are soliciting their followers on social media. Come see me tonight at Costa Sin. Come see me tonight at Liberatories. So that's the hack one, implementing your staffs to leverage there because 
If you're posting organically in social media, you're stuck in that circle unless you're tagging other people to get that audience or unless you're boosting. So the one hack I would say is leveraging your staff, those younger millennials that have the 3,000 followers. Come see me tonight. Come support Costa Sim. That's the one hack. But the second one I really like is the review the waitress or review the waiter. So our messaging has been for Thanksgiving. This is a big one coming up. Show thanks to your, to our staff. That's coming from the restaurant. Show thanks to our staff by reviewing them. How good is Susie? Does she know what you want? Does she have your Stella waiting for you? So the hack is very simple. Have the waitress or the waiter review them and gamify it. That's the trick. You gamify it. So then the, the GM or whomever is there would say at the end of the month, whoever has the most review, or I'm sorry, whoever has the most reviews or whoever has the most interaction on social media gets the $25 gift card. You wouldn't believe how that pays dividends once it's gamified. I love that because we can't, we unfortunately cannot incentivize people to leave reviews for us. That is against Google's terms of service, but we can incentivize our staff to encourage their customers to leave reviews by saying, hey, this month, here's the prize or contest or whatever. Whoever, what we do is we give them all little business cards with QR codes Absolutely. and they can leave that at the point of sale and say, hey guys, if you could leave, leave your honest feedback, just scan this QR code. It means so much to us. My name is my name's Kyle. Uh, you can feel free to mention me. If I get a lot of mentions, I get a little something. You don't have to say that. You can and you can gamify that's it that way. That's the concept. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Yes. Yeah. No, I was just going to say you you nailed it. And that's exactly what it is because most patrons are very sympathetic to this guy's busted his butt. He's been here for probably eight hours and let's get him because he, he served us well. So it really does. Is And then, like I said, we amplify that on social media, give thanks back. So the social media then reinforces the whole message, but you nailed it. So it sounds like you already know the trick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually, I, I can hear objections coming because as restaurant owners are like, they, they, there, there's like all of us, there's some ego there. And so we're very, I think they're very sensitive to their brand. And so this thought that, oh, I'm going to be posting stuff on social media, like asking for reviews, like I'm not like, that's just not on brand. I would just love to hear you. Yeah, no, you know that they do. They're very, it's the branding, but I think you nailed, first off, talking about the ethically and authentically, you nailed it. Leave an honest review. Back in the day, we used to gatekeep. You're familiar with the re yeah. review gatekeeping? No, yeah. No. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I said we used to, yeah, one star, two star, you're, you're identified as a bad customer. You'd get sent to the manager, two, three, four above. Anybody that doesn't know, five star, then we've identified you as a happy customer and we take the appropriate measures and send you to there. So yeah. So right now it goes straight to Google, good or bad. And that's what Google wants. That's what they ask for. But no, right on the head, it's just that honest, authentic. We want your feedback. And it's, I can hear you, like you said, I can hear them saying, we don't want to ask for reviews. It's like, you want to beat the competition, right? Yeah. You got pride. You have ego, but you want to beat the, you can't have it both ways. You know I mean? Unless you really, like I said, you have that amazing chef or you got that line every night. And if you have that line every night, you're still probably getting negative feedback. That's where the re responses come in. So yeah, it's all, it's a whole, I like the word holistic. It is, it's an ecosystem. You got to feed the engine. You have to really work it. And um, nothing is easy in this world. But once you have the frameworks and the systems in place, it really does. And you have a process to follow. It does make it a lot easier for those busy owners and GMs. So yeah. So gatekeeping is where if they leave a negative review, you send them like, oh, send us an email and be in touch with us directly. If they leave you a five-star review, then you send them to Google. If Google catches you, they will slap you. And oh, yeah. do you have you, any horror stories yeah, we there? Did. We had two. Yeah. So we had two. It was more on Yelp. And I said, literally, it was like they banned the page temporarily, uh, suspended it. I think the word would be, and it said, we believe that they've engaged in, uh, I forget the word, shenanigans really is what it was, but it's something, something, funny, something funny like that. Uh, something nefarious. But yeah, they will slap you. But prior to that, bigger operations were doing a quasi form of gatekeeping. Bird Eye, Podium, they almost had a, a survey. They called it a survey. I think they said, hey, how did we do? One, two, or three. Well, hey, you, you didn't have a good experience. So we want to send you to management. 
And then I think, like I said, four or five, they would then send you to Facebook. So it's, it's gatekeeping, but they just called it a survey. But yeah, no, there's no way around it. If you, the bottom line is I've always been in customer service. You provide a good product and you have good customer service. It will all work its way out. There's no shortcuts to that. If you get bad review, you respond to it and you rectify it. And then I would say maybe four out of 10 times that person will relate to it and then maybe they'll take it down. And the way we say, there's only one person that can take down a negative review and that's the person that posted it. Um, we actually, side topic, we have had a lot of luck with getting Google reviews removed from Google by flagging it. So when you flag it, you have to re leave a response. Harassment and bullying has been a really big one for us. So if, if it's uh, competitor driven, but the harassment and bullying has been a really big one for us. And we got a lot of clients that had no idea that was even a thing. While we would never proactively say we, we remove Google reviews, you better believe when we sat in the sales meetings, we would say, we have a process in place that absolutely, if something's nasty and says the owner's doing drugs in the back and they're racist, that may be a perfect candidate for flagging. Uh, if it's competitive, we, we don't like Mother's Tavern. Uh, we love Costas Inn. Go to Costas Inn. That's the best. That's 100% going to most likely get reviewed. We, we sometimes get the restaurant owner that once something removed it, it's absolutely the most honest feedback and, and opinion. And we're like, we can't remove that. It's just funny the things that uh, a, a restaurant tour will say that that would be a let's respond accordingly and see what happens is our advice. Yeah. And in high level for anyone using high level, there's actually a really handy feature in the inbox where when a review comes in there, you can just click a link that says flag this review or dispute it or something yes. like that. Really handy. I have. So sorry. I know I said we were bringing to finish line. Two last questions. The first one is sort of unique and to, to restaurants. And so we have a lot of third-party reservation tools that will ha send out automated follow-up messages. And then they bring, they ask for feedback, but they bring them into a, like their own proprietary their feedback, ecosystem. their ecosystem. Yes. And then that review just lives there yes. and does not get sent to Google, which in my view is a huge problem a and, and a, a big, big time waste opportunity. And we, any, so any advice on how we to do. handle that? Yeah, absolutely. We dealt with that with restaurants and we deal with that now. So we use Vendasta. They have an automated system that does that as well. And it would bring it into their ecosystem, but their claim to fame and much like probably Bird Eye and Podium is, is once it's in their ecosystem, then you can post it on your website. That's what they'll say. And then you can see all the reviews on their website. And then, but then Bird Eye wants to also show it on birdeye.com slash mother slash reviews. So they want to so no, I never liked that. And we would, Liberatories as an example, we would review and we would see 68 reviews in their ecosystem. And you would Google like Liberatories reviews, Timonium, and you would never see them. They would never come up. And to me, it was such a waste. I hated that. So as of a couple of years ago, we literally got rid of everything and we just started with this. You're going one and done. Yeah. And again, that goes back to where I think Google is king. And again, if you need to suppress, we call it suppress, you need to suppress something negative to get back on offense. That's where you do the QR propaganda. But no, I never liked that internal ecosystem. And I always was wondering if maybe I'm missing something because I would see so many reviews trapped in this. But I don't think like you're looking for a great Belgian waffle. I don't think you're going to look at bird eye for reviews. And I think if you search Belgian waffle, Ontario or whatever, I don't think that bird eye is going to come up. So I like Google. I like the big dog. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm very familiar with that ecosystem and I don't like it. Yeah, you want to prioritize Google reviews. And if you're using some sort of third-party system that is bringing reviews into their proprietary ecosystem, my, for whatever it's worth, my two cents would be to simply disable that feature and find a way to send them to Google. Yeah. So a lot of the reps, what the reps would say too is, oh, if you notice that after they leave it on our proprietary system, there'll be a very small thing at the bottom that says copy and paste what you just had written, but then you got to go to Google and repost it. So I, I don't, I never liked that, but that was their way of, oh, they can copy it once they leave it in on BirdEye and then they can post it wherever they want. Nobody's, 
you're lucky to get one review. So that's why I'm, I'm like, I tell all restaurateurs or I told all restaurateurs, GMs, just like, get the review, get the five star, let it post. And then if it's not what you like, then we can respond. But Paramount is always getting that review because this day and age, it's getting very hard for reviews to stick. As I'm sure in Yelp and the other ones, they sometimes they don't stick and restaurateurs would be so upset. Oh, I, Jimmy said that he handed out five cards and the lady even showed him where she posted it in Google, but it never made it. And for some reason, Google filtered it. The Google filter has its own mind. And don't ask me about that because I have no idea how that works. <laughs> Awesome. So just to just close off here, Nick, do you see anything changing in this field of reviews and reputation over the next one, two, three years? Is there anything that you'd recommend restaurants start learning about or start implementing to stay ahead of the curve? Or is it are these is it pretty, pretty timeless, a pretty timeless thing, like not doesn't change too much? I do. I think the basics, like I said, the triad, I think it's you put out good food. You provide good customer service, you create a good experience, and then you have to ask for that feedback because people are so busy. The mom with the four kids, the businessman who's there, they're just, they don't care about leaving a review and maybe they don't know how important it is. So you got to ask for the review. So I think a lot of that stuff is timeless. The social media posting, you just have to. Things are getting so competitive. And like I said, re smart restaurants are hiring firms like you, like the, the guys that are here to handle that for them because they're on the cutting edge. The one thing I think is going to be huge that we have adopted from day one is AI. So we, so right now, I, I don't even know the review responses that we do. It is colossal. So Rocco's Tacos is a huge account of ours. It's a, it's a chain. They get the most unbelievably amount of reviews you've ever seen. So we load them up. We will then use AI to start the framework and it will save so much time. It'll read, blah, 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 puts in the keywords. And then the human eye makes our staff or the rep is the rep, the representative will then make sure it's a good review and send it out. I would never trust AI to completely write the response, but the AI reading the review written with the human eye is just, it's such a time saver for someone that's doing it in, in volume. Um, if you're responding or if you're, if you have five reviews uh, a week, you can absolutely do that by hand, but AI is going to be absolutely huge. But I think the things that will change are just the tactics. Uh, and again, the, the, the core takeaway would be if you, if the restaurateur, the GM doesn't have the time to learn it and you have it in your budget, you really should hire a professional because, uh, that is going to be dollar, uh, bottom line impacting as the other restaurants, smart restaurants in the space adopt a, a digital marketing agency. Awesome. Nick, thank you so much for, uh, for, for taking the time here. Uh, this this has been awesome and, and appreciate you sharing your insights. Where should people go to connect with you to learn more about what you're up to? Where where do you want to send people? Sure, yeah. So I've, these days, since I sold the agency, I'm, I, I can now take on clients that I really enjoy working with. I don't have the, the big team anymore. So I do uh, consulting on the side. So uh, that's simply nicholascollins.com. That talks about me and what I've been doing since 1997, all the adventures that I've been on. I had retail brick and mortar, uh, sporting goods shops. I sold diamonds. So it's a kind of neat story of where I started. I worked for MPT. So nicholascollins.com. And then my generalist agency where I serve anybody but restaurants these days is uh, platinumreputations.com. And I'm glad that you asked me to be on here. And I do apologize for coming on after Matt Plapp because now your viewership's just going to go. How do you top that guy? <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks so much, man. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Catch you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Guest Getter. I'm your host, Kyle Gilfoyle. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. As always, you can head over to guestgetter.co to check out the resources in this episode's show notes and sign up for our weekly newsletter. That is it for today. We'll see you next time.